Welcome to the newest edition of the Screen Fellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Agent Oz. <laughs> In this episode, we will be discussing what is the movie of the summer, and we'll be recapping the latest episode of Game of Thrones. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? Pretty, pretty good. You know, some good things happening in my life right now. So I'm excited. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow, I'm leaving tomorrow for Virginia and good things are happening in your life. I, I mean, see how it is. I mean, I'm kind of depressed that you're leaving. I can lie. I see how it is. I don't like the fact that <laughs> when something's good happening for me, you're away or you're leaving. <laughs> So is this like you trying to bail on me? Like, is there is there a problem? Is there something you want to tell me, Carlos? Um, no, I just need to go back to school. <laughs> school doesn't start for another two weeks, and he's leaving like two weeks early. Well, you know, things are complicated. And speaking of which, um, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen this week. I mean, we're going to have we'll we'll definitely be back a week from today when this episode's released. We'll have an episode Wednesday. It's just a question of. Saturday. I'm not sure if we're going to have an episode or not because I'm going to be still in the process of moving into an apartment. So I just don't know how it's going to work out, but we'll figure it out. Brianna has also reached out about maybe doing an episode, so we'll figure it out. Either way, there should be some sort of content on Saturday, next Saturday, but I just don't know what it'll be yet. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk keep about you updated. It. We'll talk about it. Yes, we'll talk uh, about it. be on the social media accounts for updates there. Um, but yeah. What, what, do you, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, I mean, I am the one who runs a social media account. Ozzy, like, never goes on social media. I don't know. Why. I just, I'm just, I'm busy. Like, there used to be that for one person. I think it used to be more social than Carlos on social media. Like, I'd be, be on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. I'd be posting Instagram pictures every other day. Not post Instagram pictures every other six months. <laughs> and this is one picture. You do need to get back on Twitter. Because you missed some things. Did you see the... Well, I did show you. I think I showed you the Josh Brolin pictures as Cable. That, I mean, I heard they were out. I just didn't see them. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds tweeted those. So, Twitter is like a news source now. Yeah, you but get Twitter, on it, Twitter, like, you have, like, so many things. And it has in case you miss. And it's, like, everything that it says on there, I don't care about. It's, like, in case you missed it. Like, well, I don't care about it. You can just push the little x know, button it's really not that hard there. i know it's whatever i'm annoying <laughs> all right anyway um, well we didn't really i mean there's there were only like two major releases this past week actually there were three kidnap but oh well, yeah we don't care about kidnap <laughs> we decided to skip it no offense holly berry no offense. Uh, offense. I'm, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna, better projects offense. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna support you in kingsman a golden circle whatever the golden circle fair enough um, all right, but so instead of reviewing a movie, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of discuss what we would crown as the movie of the summer. You know, we're about, we're basically done with summer, so I think it's time to discuss what movie won the summer. Yeah. All right, well, I guess, Ozzy, let's start with you. Do you have any honorable mentions before you get to your actual pick? Wonder Woman. Okay. Wonder Woman was a great movie. Okay. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's just, it's just my franchise. It's yeah, my franchise. Enough. But I mean, I do think it was a fun adventure, even though like it was a disappointment in 
Johnny Depp's performance. I do think mm-hmm. it was a fun adventure overall. Okay. Um, and I think the last one would have to be Guardians. Okay. It still has that fun vibe to it. Still has an action summer vibe to it, and it's and it's a fun action packed movie. Mm-hmm. A little bit darker than the first one, but it's still it's still it's still, it's still a really great movie. Yondu definitely starred in that movie a oh, lot, yeah, so it was really stole great. The show. Yeah, um, I know I said the last one, but I think a really tough one that really tied with with the one that I'm going to go ahead and say was Transformers: A Dark Knight. It was just. <laughs> riveting you know the performances in that movie oh were amazing gosh. especially by optimus prime you're ridiculous <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm just playing it's, it's probably in like my top 10 worst um it probably will be in mine too um but anyway let's, let's uh move to your actual pick what is your uh, movie of the summer ozzy my actual movie the summer is spider-man homecoming this one was amazing Mm-hmm. one of the best MCU movies to date and it's really great to see Spider-Man back in them like really just back in the MCU like back in Marvel's pans so to speak yeah. kind of but it's great to see him in the MCU for the first for the second time mm-hmm. um it's really great to see him have his own property and really blend in with the MCU it was a really confined story which is what Spider-Man does you know cuz he's really just a just a city superhero he doesn't really deal with saving the world on any type of level all the time so it was really great to see him kind of condensed and really relating to to the audience and relating to teen teenagers nowadays so mm-hmm. i really liked it uh yes i i have a different pick obviously but I, th- that's a close number two for me i mean that movie basically defines like what you want from a summer movie it's fun it's funny it's action-packed and it's just a big spectacle but also like you said it is kind of contained and it's a more contained store and it was nice to see that so uh, that's definitely a really really good pick i i love that movie it's like i said it's my second favorite mcu movie today i mean i i mean obviously guardians is always going to be my favorite but Spider-Man Homecoming is pretty freaking impressive. So, I am not going to argue that one. Um, I'll agree with a lot of your runners-up. Um, I'm trying to think. There's... Oh, should we mention the emoji? Mo- no, I'm just kidding. If you say that movie one more time in this podcast, um, we have some issues. I'm even... Yeah. I'm so upset that I went to go see that movie. Yeah, okay. And I've said this multiple times in the show. It feels like a job sometimes when I have to go to these movies. Um, An emoji movie definitely felt like that. All right. Well, one movie that I did want to pick, but I don't think it quite qualifies as a movie of the summer, is um, Baby Driver. It's really awesome, and it's one of the best movies of the year, but it just... It's, it still feels like an Edgar Wright movie, and it doesn't feel like... I, I don't know. I just wouldn't think of it as the first one that I would think as the movie of the summer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's really good. I'm not saying it's not. It's just... I don't know. It's, it's not my first thought. Um, but, yeah, and you mentioned a lot of the other ones. There's some. There's a lot of disappointing ones, which we talked about last week. The Mummy um, was disappointing. I, I feel like that had potential to be, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, it had a great cast. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't put Pirates there, but I, I would probably put Guardians there. And also Apes. Apes is a one that I was really thinking about, I was considering. Man, I love Apes. It's just Apes is so emotional 
yeah. for a summer movie, so I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. It's, I don't know, because Apes, it it's in a strange place, because it, it kind of rides that line of being, yes, a fun popcorn summer movie, but also a really, really deep, intense drama. I would have said... Just like, I, this is it's super impressive i just wouldn't call it like the movie of the summer i could have easily seen this movie come out in november and been just as satisfied yeah i mean i I mean if if i'm just being honest i mean i think dawn of the planet of the apes was more of a summer movie than war of the planet of the apes yes i would agree which is strange considering their titles but yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i think war of the planet of the apes would have been fine in november i Mm -hmm. agree with you there um I would also Dunkirk, but that doesn't feel like a summer movie either. Mm-hmm. Um, but my pick is the first one you mentioned in your honorable mentions. It's Wonder Woman. I mean, it's I believe it's made the most money, if I'm not mistaken, of the summer. And then also, I mean, it's just to it, it's not only a great movie, and but it revitalized the DC cinematic universe or whatever they want to call it. I now, just a little bit of time. Huh? For just a tiny bit. For now. <laughs> yes, Justice League <laughs> still exists, and it could possibly suck. But now people care about people who aren't just DC fanboys who are blind to whatever they put out, right? People care about this universe now because of Wonder Woman. It is the definition of a four-quadrant movie. People went to go see this and like this movie no matter what their background. You have, you know... Uh, women love this movie. Men love this movie. It's just a great movie, and it got everyone in the theater to kind of unite behind it and say, yes, we have a movie that we can agree on. Uh, DC fans, Marvel fans, people love this movie, and that's why I would call it the movie of the summer. Hmm, Good answer. (laughs) Yeah, that would have given you an A if this was was your teacher. Okay. (laughs) I don't know how to take that, but it's all right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess let us know. Should we put up a poll? Yeah. Let's do it. We're going to put up a poll on the Twitter account. So by the time this episode goes up, we will have a poll on the Twitter. So go there and vote for what you think is the movie of the summer. Is it Wonder Woman? Is it Spider-Man Homecoming? Or is it something else? We'll have three options. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, I hope it's me just because I have like a streak of beating you so far. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you on like the first like three polls. Hey, that doesn't matter. I'm beating you now. And I That's also <laughs> remember we had Ace on for the first time and we asked him about every single debate we've ever had. We had three up to that point and he agreed with me, I think, on two out of the three. It's whatever. It wasn't three. It's not. That's one. You get. That's like an additional vote. <laughs> we need to get Ace vote. back on the podcast. We do. He was a good guy. He's a good guy. There's a couple of people I want to get on the podcast. I know Bob's probably going to come on soon because Hard Knocks is starting soon, and that will he'll definitely be on for that. But I've never heard of that. It's okay. In my life. You've heard of it because I've discussed it on the podcast. You just Hard Knocks. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, this is we'll move something on. I remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, well, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones now. So if you have not seen Game of Thrones season seven, episode four. Episode yeah. four, yeah. the spoils of war. You might want to tune out now, unless you don't care about spoilers. Which you know, whatever. If you're that kind of person, have fun with yourself. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but we are going to discuss this episode in depth, and yeah, it, it'll be a fun time. But if you want to see a short, shorter version of this discussion, check out the YouTube channel because we already have a 15 minute episode 
with Ozzy and Enrique on talking about this episode, and it is a good one. So, let's get into the episode. Official spoiler warning. This is your last chance. All right. Ozzy, what do you think of this episode? <sighs> Disappointed. Shut up. You're such a liar. <laughs> it was a great episode. One, probably the best episode of season seven. Action packed, drama packed with John and Daenerys. I, I sense a little bit of a uh, flirtation going on. Um, she was. She was. She yeah. was. Uh, she took that first step. She was like, "But John." <laughs> but anyways, no. Um, she. You know, it was it was nice seeing them kind of. Uh, it was nice seeing them kind of be on Semi kind, kind, page. kind levels. No, they're, they're, I feel like they're friendly towards each other, yes. but there's still that wall between them, basically. Yes. The theoretical and basically literal wall. <laughs> she wants him to bend the knee. Yes, and, and that's, that's basically. Okay. Be, I've never. I, this might be the most meme-filled Game of Thrones season so far. I mean, if you go on the internet, there's so many jokes right now about Bran and how stoic he is, and about Daenerys not stopping to, not saying, bend the knee. <laughs> like, <laughs> she says that so much this season. Anyway, um, I guess let's go area by area, and, but before that, I do want to say, this, I feel like this is one of those situations where people are going to remember this episode for the end of the episode, which is fine. I don't think it's, like, one of the best episodes the show's ever done, which some people are saying. I think the end of the episode is one of the best sequences the show has ever done. But the whole episode, it's it's good. It's a good episode. It's just the end is what makes the episode, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> I guess you don't have much of a response to that. I don't. I mean, I really don't agree. Okay. Well, I guess we'll, we can get into it as we go along. Let's start in King's Landing. Um, basically, the only thing that happens here is um, Cersei's conversation with the representative from the Iron Bank. They're talking. He's basically, like, super impressed. He's like, I have never had someone pay this debt this quickly in this large of a debt. And they're talking about that. And Cersei is continuing to feel herself. I mean, we obviously know from last episode, she is just like, she is cocky as crap right now. And she's still like, I mean, she, she basically paid the largest debt that the Iron Bank has ever loaned out in a single swoop, which is impressive. So she has a right to be cocky, but maybe she's a little too cocky based on what happened at the end of this episode. Uh, she doesn't have a right to be cocky anymore. Yes, but at this point she did. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's not much here. It's just this conversation. The Iron Bank is super impressed with her and super thankful. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're basically going to support her in at this point if they got she... all their money. They did specify that the money they need the gold first before. Yeah, they make but I'm decisions. pretty sure it's already. It's already I there. think so. That's the important information we get that it's on its way. Jamie's saying that it's on its way. Yeah, but. We get clarification in the yes. end that, it's, that, it, that it didn't make its way to King's yes. Landing. So she did get the money, but let's see how that all pans out after this big loss. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about Winterfell. Um, Littlefinger gives Bran the dagger that was used to kill him back all the way back in season one. Bran's like, uh, okay, he doesn't really care. He gives it to Arya, who, by the way, gets to Winterfell, which was awesome. It was a much more heartwarming <laughs> reunion than Bran and uh, Sansa's. It was Sansa and Arya. Uh, they met by their father's tomb, which was great. 
Um, they're talking about basically their past and how they shouldn't be trusting Littlefinger in particular. And then, yeah, as I said, Bran gives the dagger to Arya, and then Arya decides that she wants to start training with Brienne, which that's the one scene from the episode where I'm like, this is great. <laughs> but uh, besides the end, because that scene is so well done and it's just you can see the their little training session escalates so perfectly and into by the end they're both really going full at each other and they're both having a blast doing it and i guess what we should discuss is what is sansa thinking in that moment because sansa and littlefinger are both looking on and they're pra they're practicing what what are what's Sansa thinking? Because Sansa has a very interesting face, and that's been the subject of a lot of debate right now. Uh, she's. I, I think she's just really trying to find out where. And I, I said this on the YouTube channel, by the way. I, I think right now she's just trying to figure out like what's going on with the kids. You know, mm -hmm. like when she left Winterfell with Arya, and the last time she saw Arya, Arya was this girl just learning how to. You know, she was like a tomboy. Mm -hmm. Bran was like an adventurous kid who got knocked off a wall. Mm -hmm. Now that she sees both of her siblings, her younger siblings, one is completely different. You know, he really doesn't talk. He apparently has visions, you know, so this is new to her. And then she wanted to see her train with uh, Brienne, which I don't know why she did, but she wanted to know why. Mm -hmm. um, I think that. I think that maybe Santa possibly kind of got, um, maybe got kind of jealous because of the, yes. because of, because of what Brienne said, which is because Arya's like, you do serve both of my mother's daughters. Yes. Which is the first time that she gives a strange look. Um, I think it's a little bit of jealousy, but I think the word I would use is insecurity. I think Sansa is saying, okay, Bran is having all these visions yes. and he's like got all this stuff going on. Arya is kicking butt. She can take care of herself. And Sansa just... Sansa... She's, Sansa's just Sansa. She She's doing what she can. She's doing a good job at what she can. But I think there's not, a little insecurity. Yeah, I mean, she's not... She's not... She's not doing anything besides leading. Like, she can't be... She can't go out to war and yeah. fight like Jon can, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like right now she's probably going to question her role. Especially when Jon gets back. Yes, yeah. because... I mean, think about it. I mean, you have... When John finds out that that Arya can kill or whatever, like I'm pretty sure he's not gonna want to use her, but he has to at that mm -hmm. point because he did say that we need to start training kids. Yeah, and girls. Yeah, and Arya's already trained, so yeah, she's gonna clearly be useful in the fight against the White Walkers. Mm -hmm. Bran is gonna Bran, as we see as we see in the preview, is already becoming useful to John because he can actually see the White Walkers and where they're moving. Mm -hmm. Sansa, she's only good at leading, so I don't really see her being any of any real importance. Maybe just for advice on how to deal with Cersei, but that's it. She really doesn't know what's coming. Yeah, she doesn't know about the White Walkers that much. So I feel like she's probably not going to be useful until mm -hmm. probably the end of the show, because maybe John makes her yeah. Lady of the North. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. It's. Oh. <sighs> All right, did you like the stuff at Winterfell this episode, aside from that awesome training scene? Yeah, I mean, I did like the stuff that happened. I mean, again, you're having all you're having their stories all kind of collide with one another, and you see Sansa kind of, kind of, what's the word? I'm, I'm trying to condescend, basically, what Arya means about the list. 
Yes, she doesn't know exactly. Yeah. And I you think see, she gets the hint by the end. Yeah, and she also she's kind of shocked because yes. she thinks because when I because when she says how many people are on your list and then she goes it doesn't matter they're mostly all dead. Sansa smiles. She's like she's probably thinking like oh yeah okay maybe some people already killed them. Yeah. <laughs> Not that Arya's taking them out. So when do you think Arya admits or tells everyone that she was the one who killed the phrase? I think she might tell John. I think she will too. And I think Sansa's going to be there and be shocked. That's my prediction. Um, all right. What do you think of Bran right now? Because everyone is, I mean, Bran is a meme at this point. People are like, oh, Bran's going to bring up the worst memory in your life and talk about it. And he's going to be all stoic. And he is really, again, it's stoic in this episode. He doesn't really have much emotion to him. What what do you think? Um, I think he basically is really. I don't even know the word. I mean, he just has no emotion at this point. I do like the interaction that he had with Mira, where she was just like, "I don't know if I did." <laughs> no, I like the interaction with her because she she sees that he's a completely different person yeah. now, and I I do like her line where she's like, "You died in that castle." Mm-hmm. In that cave. Yeah. yeah, in that cave, sorry. And she was basically saying, like, oh, well, you know, Hodar died for you. Like, all these list of people died for you. I almost died for you. So I really do like that interaction that Mira had yeah. with him. Because she's angry. She's all of us right now. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, like, <dude. laughs> like, what's wrong? And I hope that doesn't really get to him. Like, I hope that, again, I, I said this before. I hope they really bring a humane side to Bran again. I yes. feel like he's... I... I feel yeah. like the, all that power that he's really getting is really... My problem with it is I, I don't think it's earned. I think we are seeing this and we're seeing him act all weird and be all stoic. And I think if we would have seen him see all these different things, maybe have these kind of nightmares of all these flashes of things going on. And yes, we saw one, but that was last season. We don't really think of it's not in the forefront of our mind. And right now we're just singing. We're like, dude, you're seeing your family. Why aren't you freaking happy? Yeah, it's because frustrating. Because and it, it's awkward. And, yeah, on top of that, it's not like this is new to us because I actually really liked Bran last season because yeah, he was he still had emotions. And even after the cave, he still had emotions. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where in the in the writers' room where they're just like, let's just make him bland. <laughs> like I don't it's understand like, where that came from. Like if they were gonna yeah. make that happen, then give us something. Yeah. Like I understand that they're trying to really make the show down to thirteen episodes, but it feels like it's getting rushed a little bit, and that's my With worry. With brand thing, yeah. With brand, yeah, and just a few other things. Like yeah. I just hope that. Because my, I don't even, like, my thing is, like, is it really just going to be 13 episodes? Because it, yeah. it seems like there's still so much that needs to go down. I know. Um, I guess this is, Winterfell is, like, my biggest problem with this episode. And why I don't think it's, like, one of the best episodes. It's because of the Bran stuff. I, I think Bran, it could be an interesting storyline. And him being stoic could work. Again, if they give us more context, what's going on in his head? Right now, we're just seeing him, and he's just like, I see everything. And it's just like, okay, well, we're not seeing you see everything. All we're seeing is you being a dick to your family. That's what we're seeing right now. And it's really awkward, and it's not the reunion that we want or expected. So that's, to me, that's why it doesn't necessarily work. Um, But I... I think it can work. There's still potential here. Bran is still a key figure. I'm not one of these people who's like, just kill Bran. Bran is important to this story. 
Bran is going to do some important crap moving forward, and he has some important information in his head that he needs to freaking tell John before he gets killed. <laughs> because right now, John does not know what about his parents at all, and he needs to know. So I need Bran to live. Don't kill Bran, but make him more interesting, please. I agree. Okay, let's move on. Before we get to that big epic finale, let's talk about Dragonstone because that leads us right into it. Um, we start off with John saying, hey, Daenerys, come here. And she goes down to the cave. They, he's like, he shows her all these paintings on the wall from the children of the forest, basically proving that White Walkers are a real thing or were a real thing. And they're talking about it. It's a really small enclosed place. It makes it feel very intimate. That's where a lot of the flirtations, a lot of the feelings of are they hitting on each other right now are happening. And also, um, Sir Davos does say something pretty funny, which Davos continues to be one of the best characters when it comes to one-liners. When he's like, <laughs> when he's like, what do you think of her? And, and John's like, she has a good heart. And Davos is like, yeah, yeah I see you staring at her heart quite a lot. <laughs> Dang, reckless. Um, so that's a great line, a uh, great moment. And it's just, it. I think they are intentionally building to kind of us thinking that something's going to happen here. Do you think something is going to happen there? Yeah. Yeah? Do you think they freak out if they ever find out that John is technically her nephew? I feel like John possibly <laughs> might, but I don't think she will. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's... I don't know. Uh, that's what makes me think that it's probably not going to happen, but I could totally see it happening, too. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I feel like... I mean, they're both really interested in one another. Yeah. Clearly, John is interested in her because we get we get it from Davos that he yeah. has been checking her out, but we also get it from her just by her mannerisms. Oh, like she, They are telling us that they are into each other. Yeah, like, like she looked... Like, I mean, episode three, when he walked away, she looked back at him, and it's because she's interested in getting to know more about the yes. story. Why? Because... She said to him, we're all interested in what we're, like, we're all, we all like what we're good at. And he goes, I don't. So she wants to know more about yes. him. And then on top of that, she's not, she's not how she was in episode three where she's being rude to him. And she's basically like saying, I'm the queen and da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. She's just like, look, yes, I'm the queen, but like they want you, my people, like the people chose you and, uh, you know, I, I want you, I want, I want to help you, but I can't help you if you're an open rebellion, basically. Yeah. Um, and they're both being, they're both still being stubborn and strong willed. And they're like, she's still saying bend the knee, which again is a meme at this point. And John is still basically saying, I can't. And what, how do you think this is going to get resolved? Because obviously I think they're going to end up working, working together, but how does that get resolved? I feel like ultimately he might end eventually bend the knee. Yeah. Because she does bring up a point where she's just like, mm -hmm. you need to save, like, if you really want to save your people, like, aren't you going to do anything? Yeah. And she brings up a good point because his people were totally against him going there in the first place. But if he bends the knee, he has a guarantee from Daenerys that he can use her men and that he can use her dragons, which is exactly what he needs. Mm -hmm. So... It's tough. I think she is going to go north. I think that's the only way this works. She goes north. She says, look, I will help you. My dragons will kick some butt for you guys if you submit to my rule. And I think that the Northmen, 
with pleading from John, will accept. I don't think John's never going to make that decision for the North. That's my thought. No, and I feel like he's going to talk to the North about it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like he's going to be like, look, I don't think we have much of an option at this point. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's continue on in Dragonstone because they come out from the cave and then basically Tyrion and Varys, I believe, they come, they come to them and say, hey, uh, we have a problem. So we took Casterly Rock, but the Great Joys burned our ships. So now our army is stuck at Casterly Rock and we're screwed. And Daenerys is like, well, I'm done with your plans because you're failing. <laughs> and then she interestingly asked John for advice, which I found really fascinating. Again, leading into this thing of she's starting to trust John. It's starting to go really well between the two of them. For the most part, they're still being stubborn. But what, what did you think of that whole sequence of, you know, her saying, all right, I'm just going to attack now and and Tyrion's still like no 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 you're that's too risky and she's like I have to do something and what do you think of John's advice what do you think I think I well, want to feel bad for Tyrion I mean he's just not a military expert he's just not he's more he's more along the lines of politics you know he gives mm-hmm. advice he knows how to make policies and laws and stuff like that he's really not a good military man and I, I think I mean and I think I mean I think he had the great ideas but they're he's clearly yeah i mean he's being a smarter when it comes to the plans and i feel bad for him because you know she goes off on him and she's you know she's basically questioning his loyalty which is i mean it's yeah. rightful in a way but i still feel bad for him uh, as for her going to john i mean again this is just another moment of her really seeking his advice because he is a military man and she is interested in him and she's interested in what he has to say at this point. And I do agree with John um, because he, he basically says, look, I, the world and the world never thought that dragons were existing. And I didn't think that they were existing. in. but if you use them to burn, to, to, to melt castles and burn cities, you're, you're not going to be different. Like you're just going to be more of the same. And I think he's referring that referring, referencing her to Cersei at that point. Yes. Because he wants her to be different. I feel mm. like he's starting to care for her. Yes, and it's more of this idea that the people need to choose her. Because he, I believe they also talk... Is that last episode or this episode where they talk to Masande? Uh, Masande was last episode, I believe. Okay, well, they talk to her, remember, and she's like, we are all here by choice. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was this episode. Okay, that. so they have that discussion, and that's something that they are continually harping on, and I think that's why that's going to be super important, that yes, she's going to need to win her battles in the open field, which we see later, but she also needs to win the love of the people. She can't just come in and conquer and expect them to love her. That's not... Yes, that will work, but it won't be the best way for it to work. Yeah, 100%. so I think that's where that's where we're leading is she's going to have to come in and have people want her to rule, have the people choose her, and again, that's kind of kind of why I think she's going to go north. But uh, yeah, so I guess the last thing that happens at Dragonstone is Theon arrives with the Greyjoys, and he's like. Basically, John's pissed. John's like, the only reason I'm not killing you is because you helped Sansa. That's the only reason. Because obviously he knows that Theon betrayed Rob and all that. Um, but 
what we get is what leads us into the next sequence is Theon's like, I need to ask Daenerys for help rescuing my sister. And they're all like, well, she's gone. And we're like, uh, where'd she go? And we get led into the final sequence, which is what everyone's talking about. It is Jamie and Bran, or not Bran, Bron, excuse me, and um, the Tarleys. It's Randall Tarley and what, Dickon Tarley? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, Dickon Tarley. <laughs> yes, it is, I love is Bron. his name. I love Bron when, he, yeah, when, when, he Jamie, was like, when Jamie was like, yeah. Rickon, and then he goes, Dickon, and then Bron's like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, so we get that. And they're all they're all basically transporting all this wheat and food and um, gold to King's Landing, and they're towards the back. They're making sure everything's going fine. The majority of it, or at least some of it, the gold mostly gets to King's Landing. We're told, and everyone thinks, okay, we're good. This is all going well, and then they start hearing something rumbling in the background, and. Obviously, we get led into this, so we're like, oh my gosh, Daenerys led the Dothraki to go take out them. And we're just like, yes, this is awesome. And they're all like, all right, get in line. They all start preparing. Jamie's, you know, rounding everybody up. And Bronn is like, all right, dude, I can take care of this. You get to King's Landing. You're too important to be here. And Jamie's like, it's okay. We can hold the line. We're good. I'm good. I'll stay here. I'm not leaving my army. And then, in my opinion, one of the best acting moments on this entire show is when Jamie hears the screech of the dragon and looks up and sees, oh my gosh, there is a dragon flying towards us. And he, look, we have seen these dragons. So to us, we're used to, okay, it's the dragons, Daenerys' dragons. But sometimes we forget, and we get it with John when he first gets Dragonstone. Sometimes we forget that the world hasn't seen dragons for hundreds of years. And Jamie looks up and he's like, good lord. <laughs> and his face is so priceless. It's just pure shock and fear and like, what the heck have we gotten ourselves into? And it is amazing. And the Dothraki start standing on horses and they're just like, this is not going to end well for the Lannisters whatsoever. And then the carnage starts. Daenerys flies in on her dragon, starts burning up troops, and it is utter destruction from there for the most part. And it is one of the most well-executed things this show has ever done. I will say it's better than Battle of the Bastards. I know I might be in the minority there because people love their Battle of the Bastards. But it is right up there for me. This is one of the most well-done things the show has ever done. And it's one of the most impressive things we have ever seen in the history of television. I'm not going to go ahead and say it's better than Battle of the Bastards. I mean, Battle of the Bastards, it, it was such a... That moment was building up the whole entire episode. And yes. then when you get that battle, it is so crazy. Because you see... You kind of get an idea of what battle was like back in those days. So it was just really insane. That the was the carnage. more grounded version. Yeah, and this, this one, this one, you have fantasy. this one is pure fantasy, and you have, and like I said on the YouTube channel, I feel like the director really kind of mimicked. And it's, I'm not saying I'm angry about it. It's, it's, it's great to see that he kind of took that idea from Battle of the Bastards. You see Bronn in there, and all this chaos. You see like burning horses, yes. burning men, fire all around him, and he's trying to get to this, <clears throat> this 
weapon. Yeah, it's this nice tracking shot too. Um, yeah, so it was just really great to see all this carnage going everywhere and all the all this mayhem. I mean, you see men being blown up and game. I mean, I never thought I'd see that. There's like legit like a slow shot of the of Drogon legit blowing yeah. up, breathing fire on all these all these wagons. And, and it is so great. Fire. It is so great. And I highly recommend you check out the behind the scenes on this thing. There's like a 15 minute thing where they talk about how much went into this thing. And it is impressive. The amount of work that this thing took. And they're talking about all the safety things because they literally lit 20 people on fire. They literally lit 20 stunt people on fire, and they talked about all the safety precautions that had to go into that. People had to spread away really quick because the people in the center would have gotten too hot. It's it's just, it is really, really impressive, the amount of work that went into this. And then just the final product when you see it, and they're talking about how they were able to get, they, they've had POV shots of the dragon flying over this battle and it's like how the frick do you do that none of it's cgi yes there's cgi over it there's like a cgi gloss and they did something really cool where they covered because of the fire they were able to cover the basically the the majority of the battle in smoke which was able to hide some of the cgi which was a brilliant move yeah it's just it is so impressive and it was incredible to watch it really was yeah, I mean, on top of that, let's talk about the CGI and the dragon. Yes. The CGI and the dragon is amazing at this point. There's um, the budget for the season right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, the CGI for the dragon is so good at this point. It used to be bad, but now it's actually really, really amazing. <sighs> Such a great battle scene. We don't know if Jamie survived because no. he did try to kill Daenerys, which is pretty stupid of him yes. because there's a fully grown dragon right next to her. Yeah, let's talk about that moment because... Um, uh, who uh, Tyrion spots him because Tyrion's watching the battle from the side and Tyrion has one of the most interesting perspectives on this battle because it's basically his queen fighting against his brother and it's like this is not a happy situation for him he's seeing Lannister soldiers his family's soldiers get burned alive it's not easy for him and then he sees Jamie in the distance and he's like flee run please he's basically sitting there silently begging his brother to run for his life and jamie picks up the spear as he sees daenerys because oh we should talk about the scorpion the scorpion uh brown is able to get to it he fires the weapon he misses it once and then he's able to hit drogon drogon gets to the ground and then lights the weapon on fire which i'm telling you there's going to be another version of that weapon where they try to fix the whole it's made of wood and it can be lit on fire situation um there's a version two of the scorpion coming i can guarantee you that um and we get that and drogon's on the ground daenerys is trying to take the spear out and jamie decides to grab a spear and run and ride towards daenerys and that was a horrible decision Tyrion is mortified he's like you're an idiot you're gonna die and obviously drogon turns he's about to light jamie on fire and somebody i believe it was bron but we're not 100 percent sure saves jamie but we don't really see what happens to him because he gets thrown into a lake and he's it looks like he's kind of getting weighed down by his armor so we don't quite know what happened to jamie do you think he got captured or he's going to get captured or do you think he is going to escape or do you think he's dead um i think he's probably going to get captured um just because i mean like where else is there to go like he could swim i that no he can't yes, no right, no right now he, he can't well he could just take the armor off and start swimming 
He yeah, wasn't I, he wasn't taking out the armor when he was drowning in I, that I'm just saying it's possible and I think he probably is gonna escape. That's my guess. I think he might get captured. Okay. Then we'll see what happens next episode. <laughs> but yeah, this battle was awesome. That I don't, I don't know. It was a just an amazing way to end the episode and it basically was a reminder, hey, hey, we're still the best show on television. Don't forget about us. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's ridiculous. HBO is, they're killing it right now with the show. 100%. But this was a great episode. Definitely the best episode of this season. Probably. Probably. But all right, let's start to close out. Yeah, dude. Carlos, where can people find you on social media? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. And make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFellows. It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We got great videos going up there. And obviously the website, ScreenFellows.com, where we got great written content. Um, Brianna had a very different opinion from us of Detroit. So you might want to check that out because it's definitely interesting. So whatever <laughs> and you guys can find me on twitter at castro ozzy and also if you guys have any movies any tv recommendations that you guys want to give to us email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellas.com guys we hope you enjoyed the show please feel free to listen and subscribe on itunes google play or soundcloud please rate and review the podcast on, on itunes and google play also check us out on youtube this is screenfellas 